You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what a Wolves win on Saturday. What a win. Got to be feeling pretty good about that one. I know I am. Goodness gracious. Uh, we are in the midst of uh, the game ones for, for the NBA playoffs right now. We're recording this on a Sunday afternoon. It's Easter. Um, happy Easter for all of those people who celebrate. Um, Wolves beat the the Grizzlies on Saturday, 130 to 117. It was the, the, the series that I think was... Um, probably hyped. I mean, maybe not as much as the, the Boston and, and Brooklyn series, which uh, game one just got done, but like, I guess for like an entertainment and um, just like young players that like the, the NBA talking heads have been talking about it like nonstop yep. and it did not disappoint. Um, the, the, the wolves win um, one thirty to one seventeen. It was closer than that throughout, throughout the majority of the game. Yeah. And then the, the wolves kind of um, the wolves kind of, uh, took off after that. And it's like, it's super interesting because wolves at the, I think um, when the series opened, somebody might have updated numbers here, but I'm pretty sure the wolves were like basically three to one odds to, to win the the series. And the, the DraftKings numbers have shifted. The wolves are plus one Oh five. So it's, it's, it's not quite even, but, it, but it's pretty yeah. close though. So, um, I mean, we can go through different topics here, but I guess just like instant analysis and thoughts, um, your, your thoughts on that game. Yeah. I mean, you know, so it's funny cause I feel like the Clippers game was, we, we were like, well, if the wolves are in a game that we described that ended up being like the type of game that the Clippers game was, we're like, well, they're definitely losing that. And then they won obviously. But then on the flip side, 
this is exactly the kind of game that you think they're going to win, you know, like, like a high scoring game. They like took care of the boards, like all of this kind of, just kind of basic fundamental stuff that you do to win in the playoffs, especially yeah. if you're the wolves and you like have a good defense, but not a like great, like putting up one thirty is, is awesome. And yeah. then all, I mean, and they played, the defense was really good and they got Sharon Jackson in foul trouble. So they did all these little things. So there's a lot of like analysis there, but I, I really think the big thing is just that, Anthony Edwards just continues to show up. Um, and it's like clear that, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a tie between that and then cat really kind of coming back. Um, I think both are good storylines. I think the, you, you always kind of thought that cat would like cat wasn't going to play as bad as he played against the Clippers yeah. this series. So, I mean, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's expected because he played like exceptionally well and like really took care of the things that didn't work for him against the Clippers, which is really good to see, even though he had like some of those crazy quotes, which we discussed, like he did clean up his fouling and he did like kind of, I don't know. There were some, there were some tough passes in there, but he, he, yeah. was, he was working on it, you know? And so, so you like to see that, but really I just think the main takeaway is just like, man, Anthony Edwards just like showing up like that in his first playoff game. I guess the plan doesn't count as a playoff game, but for two high pressure games in a row, just like, totally unfazed and that's just everything you want to see as a Wolves fan it was Minnesota's first this is a pretty crazy stat, stat first game one win since Sunday April 18th 2004 wow when they did so against the Nuggets um yeah I, th- I think the storyline is is definitely um I mean we're gonna we're we're probably gonna have six or seven storylines throughout the series but mm-hmm. Like definitely Edwards, I think like just on a national stage in his first playoff game, he scores 36 points, has six assists, uh, two blocks, 12 for 23 from the field, yeah. eight, a perfect eight for eight from the free throw line. Um, fourth highest points for 11 for, uh, threes. Yeah. Like <laughs> just but, so much confidence. It, it, I love yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. And that's, it, it's, that's what it is with Edwards where it's like, you just feel so good. And, um, you know, Towns had a, a great bounce back performance and for as much shit as we gave him after his dud against the Clippers, like he definitely deserves credit for, for the game that he totally. had. He had 29 points, 13 rebounds. It looked really good. He had some, he needs to just retire that over the head hook pass that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he, pl- he played really well. He played almost 43 minutes. Um, Got Jaron Jackson in foul trouble, which was huge. Yeah. Yep. He did. And you could tell he kind of got into Jaron Jackson Jr.'s head a little bit. There was there like, he, I think he came down and, and, and dunked on him. And then like mm-hmm. the next possession or the possession after that, Jaron Jackson Jr. Did the, like, I'm going to score now. And then he didn't, um, because mm-hmm. r- rarely that, that works. Um, and, I mean, like you get, a, you get a really bad game from D'Lo, which we know those things, um, happen with him, but yeah. like, it, it feels like in this series, at least, um, maybe not the next series, if you win, but it feels like in this series, if you get good games from two of the three stars and then you can get one of those like weird games from someone you don't expect to like on on Saturday, yeah. it was it was Beasley who had 23 points off yep. the bench. Um, you should be able to 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 stay afloat. Um, yeah, that was just I, I had so much fun during that game and it was yeah, I, I totally. thought the, the officiating was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um like the the um the Grizzlies got shot forty three free throws compared to the Wolves twenty seven, um but that that's like if you're a Wolves fan you're that's like why did they shoot so many exactly like the Wolves shot forty one three pointers where the where the Grizzlies yeah. only shot twenty seven so um yep. 
I mean, the yeah, jaw was, is just so good at getting fouled. You yeah. Know, I don't know. He, how many free throws did he shot? He 20. probably shot half of those. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 16 for 20 from, from the free throw line. I mean, yeah. I, I think like the biggest storyline, um, uh, besides those two things, um, or, or three things, when you look at the Grizzlies, uh, it was just like, we, we hear, we heard so much about like the depth and, and everything, but it just felt like, and I know they scored 117 points. So it's like, generally, if you score 117 in a playoff game, you're going to win. But like, I was like waiting for the next guy to like step up and Dylan Brooks mm-hmm. had a really nice game, but it just felt like, I, I, I don't know, like, like, especially when these rotations start to shorten where, mm-hmm. um, I, we, we talked to, to Pete Pranik about this and he was like, I, I think that the, you know, I don't think the Grizzlies will really shorten their rotation at all. Um, and they actually did, um, you know, quite a bit. And like, it was, it was cool. Like you see Zaire Williams play and like generally mm-hmm. for most teams, you want. Yeah, he was he was good in like you know plus six in nine minutes, but um, I don't know like and and I, I'll have to rewatch the game, um, but but it just felt like the 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 depth really wasn't a factor at all. Yeah, like it it just it just I don't know. I, I never got the sense of like wow they're just throwing out all these guys at us. It was more well, of like yeah, yeah. they have a lot of guys, but they're all kind of the same. Yeah, I mean Tyus. You know, I, I don't know. I just, I also feel like part of this was diluted. Like the, the Grizzlies bench wasn't bad. Um, but I just think that the Wolves bench guys also really stepped up. Like Jaden Jade McGann. Also awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And so you just totally see there are moments with him where you totally see what the Wolves love about him. He's so yeah. long. He's, you know, he's such a good defender. He's such a clean offensive player and he's so young. Um, I think his absence was maybe kind of an under under talked about part of, I mean, probably not among people who really follow the team closely, but kind of in the general media, kind of why the wolves weren't quite as good towards the end of the season. Like he's so important what he does. Um, So yeah, I mean, I agree. I think the thing about it is, is that I'm now looking at this and it's like, if the Grizzlies want to win this series, jaw has to be the best player on the court at all times. Yeah. And he wasn't again. I mean, he was really good, Um, but he wasn't like, he was okay. I mean, he wasn't like his best game, but it wasn't like he was bad. He scored 32 points. Um, but it's just kind of like, he wasn't that far above Ant and Cat. And then when you start going down the list, it's kind of like, well, Cat's, if Ant and Jaw are neutralized or playing, are neutralizing one another, then like, well, Cat's a lot better than Jaron Jackson on offense. And then D'Lo is like, hopefully like a better player than, I don't know, Desmond Bain offensively yeah. so it's just you just start to look at the talent on the offensive side of the ball and you start to say well maybe the wolves are actually the more talented team here and if the and the if the grizzlies can't count on their depth because they're shortening their rotation or because the wolves bench is playing well then like suddenly some of the advantages kind of go out the window so i mean i'm i'm not like trying to be cocky here like i, I really think it's still going to be an incredibly hard fought series and i don't necessarily even think the wolves should be even favored <laughs> but it's just really in a game like this, like you can see a path. Yeah. And I mean, like the math, um, like, and, and I like, so Grizzlies regular season, uh, shot 34.9% from the three point line that ranks 11th in the league. Uh, the, the wolves ranked, um, 35%, uh, or shot 30, sorry, 35.8%, which is, um, uh, just the, a spot above them. So like you look at that, but then you look at the actual game box score and you say like, 
oh, okay, the Grizzlies had 21 points from the three-point line, whereas yeah. in the Wolves have 48 points from the three-point mm-hmm. line. Um, and and, yeah, the, Grizz, the Grizzlies shot like 25% from three. Yeah, tw- seven for 27. So it's yeah. like, you know, you, like you look at the Wolves and you see, okay, you know, Towns is going to get his two. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Edwards hitting four was huge. Beverly hits two. And then you have uh, Beasley off the bench and you have Jade McDaniels. I'm like, certainly you're not going to shoot 39% from the three-point line, probably the whole series. But it was one of those things where it was like, for the Grizzlies, a team that's genuinely pretty solid from behind the three-point line, they only shot 27 times. So they really yeah. didn't even give themselves a chance. Like, even if they shoot that same percentage and, you know, they shoot 20 more shots, you know, you're still hitting five more threes and you're giving yourself, you know, um, you know, 15 more points. And, and you know, you obviously you have to take that away from your twos. But, you, you know, even if you, you like the same difference, it, it's like five, it's five more points in the game, which, which is significant. Yeah, I kind of feel like the game plan coming in after that watching the Wolves <laughs> play the Clippers was like get inside and get them in foul trouble and get in their heads. And the Wolves were just way more disciplined. Yeah. Um, and that just didn't work. I was worried they, about like the emotional you know, thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they fouled, but it wasn't, it wasn't crazy. Nobody fouled out, you know? Yeah. And you'll take those. I mean, if it's, if it's open threes or like contested stuff at the rim, you're always going to take the contested stuff at the, you know, like, so, so I, I don't know. It's, I'll be really curious to see how the Grizzlies adjust in terms of the shot selection. And yeah, yeah I'm pretty, we'll in, I, I'm pretty interested because like, yeah, and like it, they're going to do something. Like Taylor Jenkins is a good coach. Yeah, and I, I think you have to figure out like Stephen Adams too. It's like mm-hmm. he gave you twenty four minutes and you didn't have a single shot attempt, and he had yeah. four. Like he had three assists, three rebounds, and he had four fouls. I mean, Cat was just My, crushing him, absolutely crushing him. And it's like yeah. you got to figure that out. Like whether you're leaving Adams off the court and you're playing Jaron Jackson and putting him on Towns, and then you're giving more minutes to like Brandon Clark or, or, you know, Kyle Anderson or something like that. Like, I don't know what the answer is, but like, it, it was pretty clear, like the Steven Adams on cat or Steven Adams in general, just wasn't working. Jaron Jackson jr. Has quickly, I think become like the most important player in the series to the Grizzlies. Cause without like if, him, if, if, like if Jaw's going to get his, you're saying exactly. Yes, of course. I'm kind of assuming that Jaw's going to do well. Yeah. Um, because he's incredible. Um, but yeah, just in terms of his defense, I like being able to be a presence inside. And I think I mean, he had a ton of blocks, I think, but they really were able to kind of limit his effectiveness overall. The Wolves were. So I don't know. Really, really fun game is my main takeaway. It was really it cool was, to watch. It was super fun. Um, I was surprised that the Wolves rotation is, I mean, it's pretty much eight guys. They played nine guys uh, uh, total in the game. Um, or sorry, they played 10 guys total in the game, but um Nas Reed only played five minutes. Um, you know, Towns, ta- yeah, and Towns was it? What, what you know, he wasn't in foul trouble, so you were fine. Mm-hmm. Um, McLaughlin played nine minutes, which I thought was surprising. Um, but with how how bad uh, Russell played, and and, and Beverly had five fouls yeah. again. Um, but then I mean, basically, it's going to be Towns, Edwards, Russell, Beverly, Vanderbilt. Then you have Beasley and, and McDaniel's, and then like even Prince, who was he was a game time decision. Um, he only played eleven minutes, so we'll see. I mean. Obviously, this is going to change w- with foul troubles, but it seems like Chris Finch is pretty comfortable playing like seven and a half guys. And if he if he doesn't have to play Nas or McLaughlin, like he'd rather yeah. not. We're he'd not rather seeing just, Noel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we're like yeah. N- Noel's only coming in if if you get you know Beverly and and Russell both in yep. foul trouble or something. And um, yeah, so uh, just something to keep an eye on there with with like yeah. who's going to play and, and whatnot. Because I think you 
you know, we always talk at the beginning of the year, like, oh my God, we have so many guys that can play in a playoff series. And it's like, sure, but then you're, you're going to have two two or three guys in the, you know, yeah. that, that that are on your team that don't play in the playoff series. And maybe they, they, they could, but it's like, that's, you get, get guys into a rhythm and, um, yeah, I think there. Finch coached a really good game and to just uh, you texted me this during the game. It's just like when Dilo didn't have it, just putting in Beverly and yeah, kind of let, letting Dilo sit on the bench. And and Dilo, I mean Dilo played like 29 minutes, so it's not like he was like benched in the traditionally in the in the traditional sense, but you know, Cat played what like 37, 30, like 40, 43. 42. Yeah, 43. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, there were definitely long stretches of time when when Beverly was the primary ball handler and it, those minutes worked out really well. So I don't know. Yeah, it's I, cool. It's cool. It's, it's just like, this is the fun part about the series. I mean, I know we're going to probably talk after most games and it's just like seeing how they're going to adjust. Cause again, the, the Grizzlies are going to do something. Um, they're not just going to let the wolves and that's run, that's run over them again. So yeah, that's <laughs> my really favorite part about this is like yeah. all of a sudden, like you start game two and it's like, Oh fuck. Like they have Jaron Jackson jr. Guarding towns and like towns doesn't know what yep. to do or, you know, what, mm-hmm. what, whatever the situation is, or you got, like, oh my God, they're just like going to let so-and-so shoot. Okay. Or, you know, um, whatever it is. So, um, it's fun. Uh, next game is on Tuesday night game two. It's in Memphis at seven 30 PM. The DraftKings uh, line is, um, minus seven Grizzlies. So I think the f- game one, it was minus six and a half Grizzlies and game two, they even are giving Memphis more of a, yeah. a, a cushion, um, which I guess maybe that is expected yes. considering, you know, like you hope, you think that they're going to come out with a fire, but I don't know, like Wolves plus two thirty five to win. I don't, like, I don't know that that doesn't seem not like bad. A yeah, I mean the Grizzlies are a very good team, and their backs are very much up against the wall. So I would, I would not put my money there. Um, yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, if they can't stop Ant, like if it, I don't know, it's going to be hard for them. I agree. Uh, over under for points is. Uh, is set at two forty one and a half, mm. and what what was it? Uh, it was two forty seven was scored on Saturday. So I don't know, but I would I would maybe go under on that one. Um, but might might be a little tighter. Uh, but go yeah, go bet at DraftKings. Uh, use the code TBPN. Um, they're good friends. So um, and check the show notes for any sort of uh, details and restrictions. Um. All right, Julian, let's go around the league. Um, yeah. We're basically going to have like four podcasts this week, it feels like. Yeah. Um, like on Tuesday night, we'll probably record one right after the game, yep. or I'll do like a little mini one again. And I'll, we'll I'll, I'll be watching. Sweet. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll record after that one. Um, Thursday night, I'll be at the game. Um, that's a 6.30 start, so we'll, we'll try to get something up that night. And then Saturday, we got a freaking 9 p.m. start. Love um, it which is great. So we'll probably, we'll probably record sometime on Sunday. Um, and kind of go from there, but, um, all right, Julian news around the league. Let's just hit these series real quick. Uh, jazz beat the Mavericks 99 Mm -hmm. to 93. Um, no Luca for the, the Mavericks. And it doesn't seem like he's going to come back for, for game two. Um, I don't know. I watched that game and it like, it kind of probably really sucks if you're a mass fan because you almost won. And I know you think if you have Luca, you probably win by 20. Oh, definitely. I mean, the jazz are not, they don't have it, <laughs> which it's probably it, if you're a jazz fan, you probably love it and hate it because mm-hmm. you want to win the series, but you're also like, well, we're just kind of getting false hope going into next year. Like, 
hopefully we actually make moves that make our team better and not just yeah. like, oh yeah, we won a playoff series. So we're one of the top four teams in the West. Cause that's actually not true. Not true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 76ers absolutely crushed the, the Raptors 131 to 111 behind 38 points from Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> like talk about like second year player that, that kind of steals some of Ant's shine. Um, the big news out of this one, probably Scotty Barnes has an ankle injury. He's going to be out yeah. for game two. Brutal. Um, but yeah, big win for the, the 76ers in a series that a lot of people thought was going to be pretty tight and it still could be certainly, yeah. but yeah. I mean, the Scotty Barnes injury is brutal. I mean, he's their best kind of answer for a lot of guys on the Sixers. So, so I don't know. I, yeah, it was, a, it was just, it was a nice, uh, I feel like NBA Twitter really likes the Raptors, um, and a lot of NBA writers, but I don't know if Tyrese Maxey's going to score almost 40 on you, then you're not going to win. Yeah, no, that, that's true. And, and Harden had a nice night too. Um, I think he had like 14 or 15 assists. Yeah. Uh, Warriors beat the Nuggets in the late game on Saturday yep. night, 123 to 107. Uh, Steph Curry played. He played off the bench. I think he had 14 points. Uh, big story, Jordan Poole, another young guy. Yep. He has 30 points to lead the Warriors. Um, Jokic with 25, 10, and 6. But again, a 16-point. It's it's that's it's kind of deflating for for the Nuggets because Curry's back and he only scores fourteen points yeah. and if that's the case you probably think you're gonna win and you don't. Jokic is gonna have to go like forty, fifteen, and ten every game if they're gonna like the rest of the Nuggets just are not very good. So yeah, what, what it's are you true. Do? Um, yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, Miami beats the Hawks one fifteen to ninety one yeah, behind twenty one point six rebounds and four assists from um, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, not surprising. You thought maybe like the Hawks, if 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 Trey could get hot, but then you look at the Hawks and they're such an interesting team because, like, they're like the classic like they're gonna make the three for one trade this yeah. summer because they have. I think we've talked about this before, but it's like they have so many guys like Bogdanovic and Gallinari and uh, Kevin Herter and um, Hunter, but like none of them are good enough to be like the main like number two guy for Trey, yeah. which like it's pretty like game one you was so obvious. It was like nobody else besides Trey can do anything. And when the heat just decided to take Trey out, it was like, well, okay, what are you going to do? I feel like the uh, wheel has really turned back around on John Collins. I feel like we were all like really high on him. And now it's like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. And he, and he came back. It's not bad, but yeah. And, and he came back. I think today was his first game back in a while. Yeah, it was. Um, and yeah, like just, Probably not again. Probably not, not the number, number two, two guy. guy. Right. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah, number three. It's, it's tough when you're looking at the game leaders on the box on ESPN, and it's Daniel Gallinari with 17 points for the Hawks. It's like, right, right. that's not one they're winning. <laughs> yeah, it's like what 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 happened? Um, Boston wins 115 to 114 in an absolute crazy. bonkers game. They were up by 13 in the third Wild. after being tied. Like they go into halftime and. Um, the, the Nets like go on this run and then it was ended up being tied at half. And then the Celtics go on a crazy run. And then at one point in the fourth, I think it was like one Oh seven to 100. And you're like, Oh, I think the, yeah. the Nets are going to win. And then just a crazy ending, it's like horrible late game execution by the Nets. Yeah. Durant misses that shot. And then they, they come down and Marcus smart has a, he has two very nice passes on yep. like back-to-back scores. Um, Tatum puts the, the layup in for the game winner. Um, I don't want to say like, you know, again, you don't want to say the series over is, is over, but if you look at that game and you say, if you're the Nets, like you, that, that was your game to steal and you probably shouldn't have won it yeah. and you didn't, but like, those are the games that are the most valuable to win. I mean, I feel like Katie and Kyrie are each going to score 30 like every night, but 
there's just only so much they can do. There's, there's, I don't know, like Nick Claxton just like missing every free throw. And it's, I don't know, it's tough. I, I really want the C's to lose because I want them to trade Marcus Smart to the Wolves. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, but like, the, the, that, that game too, like, Gore, like if Goran Drogic doesn't go insane in the first half, exactly, like the, the right. Nets aren't even yeah. like hanging around. And, um, it's tough. Yes. It's tough. And then, yeah, the, the, the later games tonight, uh, we're recording this on a Sunday, so you're probably recording or listening to this on a Monday. Um, Bulls and Bucks, I expect the Bucks to dominate, and then the, the Pelicans and Suns. And I, would yeah, I don't know. This, the, this might not age well, but I do not think it's going to be a terribly interesting night in the NBA. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think if if there's a game to maybe uh, – or a, a night to – if you need to catch up on some shows and you, you don't no. want to watch playoff basketball, uh, Sunday night might be the night. Um yeah, so listen to the podcast with Pete Pranica. He's the Bally Sports mm-hmm. announcer from the Grizzlies. We we released it on Saturday morning, so you might have missed it. Um, none of it is super timely. We just talk about the series, so it's all pretty relevant. He he actually does a pretty good job of bringing us through the Grizzlies and and why they were so good this year and um, like kind of what they're their headspace is kind of going into the series and, and like getting, not getting national respect. Yep. And in, in a lot of ways, like pretty similar to the wolves, um, really similar a, teams just, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just 10 games better in the regular season. So, um, yeah, Julian, do we have anything else we want to talk about from the game? I, I feel like we went over it like pretty quickly. Um, I don't want to miss anything, but yeah. Um, I mean, breaking down the X's and O's really isn't our beat. <laughs> it's no it's (laughs) i i feel like i mean i feel like we said kind of what we need to say it's just i don't want to overreact too much to uh to one game you know like obviously it's very impressive and now they've won two incredibly high pressure games in a row and that makes you feel really good about the team and like just kind of where they're headed um but i don't know it's gonna be really i think we're gonna know a lot more after game two yeah like wolves get blown out in game two then you're kind of like hmm you know but if they, if, if, even if the Grizzlies win and it's close, I think like we could really be talking about a pretty cool series for Wolf Sands. I agree. I, I do agree. And like it, you were talking about job before. Um, so basketball reference has something called a game score. Um, it's basically mm-hmm. like they, they, you know, they, they put together your, like all of these things and they, like they, they eke out a score for you. Yeah. Um, the, the Timberwolves, uh, obviously, no surprise. Edwards was the best player in for both teams with a score of twenty seven point nine. John Morant was second with twenty five point four. Uh, Towns was twenty four point nine, and then the Wolves, um, uh, they they had uh, Jade McDaniel's sixteen point six, Malik Beasley sixteen point three. Um, the Grizzlies had Brandon Clark at sixteen point five, and then really nobody else after that. Dylan Brooks was yeah. eleven point. I guess my point is like the Wolves had you know, five guys with a game score of 10 or above. Yeah. Um, the Grizzlies had four. Like I, like I, I don't want, I don't know if it's as simple as yeah. like the basketball reference game score, but it is like, that's not great for the Grizzlies that are supposed to have all the steps. No, um, where, where, where the, the wolves, wolves have two of better. the three, yeah. where, where the wolves have two of the three best players. And then they have, they also have their other guys giving you more too. So I guess yeah, that was, they, my, I mean, the that, Grizzlies that bench point. has to really win that battle because that was the narrative you know it was just that those bench units are just going to crush the wolves and even if the wolves bench can play even i i think the wolves then have like have the advantage i i don't know it's i think sometimes we underestimate the team 
like the wolves and we underestimate the the kind of the level that the top talent is at and i think part of that is because ant is still so young i think we kind of discount the fact that he really is a top tier talent and i think sometimes we just forget that and i think this is a good reminder i agree and uh you know if you're a wolves fan and you're saying like well you know next game we gotta you know really get our stuff together because um, you know, Ant's not going to have such a good game and, and, and Towns might not. And that's true. Like, and you got you to come into game two ready, but also like D'Lo's not going to, D'Lo's yeah. not going to be as bad as he was either. So um, and maybe, they'll, maybe Ant and Cat will just continue to be great. Which would not be, be fun. <laughs> if, if, Edward, yeah, if Edwards averages 36 or the series, I'm, I'm all in. That'd be fun. That's the, that gets the 10,000 layups stamp of approval. That we, we, we approve. We approve that message. Oh, that's all he needed. I'm sure um all right julian uh well hell of a game one um we'll get into um more playoff talk um we'll record on tuesday night after the game so uh, we'll be we'll be in your inbox on um wednesday morning so thank you very much uh you have a good sunday and and for everyone else and enjoy your week 